get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. That's former Blues superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. He is the best. He is the Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. He is, of course, Joey Vitale. Joey, how you doing, man? What's up, boys? Boys, I'm doing good now. I'm talking to you. How are we doing? Uh, we're doing all right. So I just saw some news on Twitter, Joey, and I wonder, given the fact that you got some little ones at home, Chuck E. Cheese is officially bankrupt. Is this going to be big news in your household? This is not. A, this is not big news. This is no news. This is a no news. Listen, I, 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 Chuck E. Cheese was big back in the Exilarama days at Crestwood Mall when I was growing up. Chuck E. Cheese was the place to be, but I tell you, it's kind of fallen by the wayside. It's fallen behind. I have great memories there, but I tell you, kids these days they need to be stimulated so much harder than we were when we were kids. There's like a an American Ninja kids course across the street. I mean, how can you argue with that? They're like got like swords and samurai weapons and chains, and they're climbing these walls. Like Chuck E. Cheese has got nothing on that. No, it will be missed, but uh, it will have no effect on my children. All right, so then uh, I got to ask the question, Joey. What's the go-to for the Vitali family? Like when it's go time for the kids, and we're going to do this right. Obviously, not Chuck E. Cheese. Where are we going? Listen, if it's my kids. It's pretty. It's pretty freaking simple. We're gonna find a big yard, a big lawn. We're gonna find a big park, and we're just gonna bring a bunch of balls. I've kind of gone back to the old school mentality uh, after reading Mike Matheny's book, uh, The Manifesto, about about kind of getting back to the old roots of of just letting the kids play in a big field with a ball or bringing a wiffle bat, um, you know, a hockey stick, uh, doing those kind of things. So my kids actually are kind of really getting accustomed to it. Uh, trying to get them off the iPads a lot now all that digital stuff, uh, trying to get them away from that. So I, I would say just find a big field for those kids. Uh, get them a bunch of balls. The other thing I will say, another thing with that big field, if you got access to a hose, they got these new water balloons, guys. Have you seen these things? Yeah, like, you're talking <laughs> about it. They, they, like, fill up quickly, right? Dang it. I, I keep repeating myself to people because I talk <laughs> no, about these okay. water balloons all the time. I talk about these water balloons. This guy should, should win some sort of award. I don't know, Nobel Peace Prize or something, but you, you turn them on this hose, and you can fill up, like, dirty balloons in, like, 10 seconds. So if you got a big field, the kids just uh, have a way at that. The problem is I think you got to pick them up. But then someone said they're disposable. I, I'm not really sure, but we, uh, we also do pick them up so then the kids can kind of get a little work in as well. We're talking to Joey Vitale. He's Blues Analyst for 101 ESPN here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Joey, let's talk a little bit of hockey because we're getting closer and closer and we're seeing more and more Blues starting to report and we're seeing them actually on the ice at this point. What's your latest take on where we are with this hockey season and the reality of it really starting to set in that we're going to see this thing? Well, you know, a couple things, guys. I think, you know, last week, I think the NHL got shook up a little bit. Uh, those players in Tampa Bay as well as a staff member tested positive. I think there were 11 players officially, including Austin Matthews that day, that tested positive for the COVID-19. I think everyone was shaking a little bit, but I think after a couple of days, the dust settled, people realized, hey, there's a lot more testing now. So 
so more people, of course, are going to test positive for it. So everyone kind of settled down from that. From after talking to some of the players, uh, it, it does. It seems like it's all, all, all go forward, guys. All moving forward. Players are starting to show up. Uh, some European players actually showing up on Sunday, uh, returning from their country. So I would say that everything continues to look very positive. Uh, you hear the players talk about it in the press. I've talked to them uh, via text message or phone as well. Guys, these, these players are excited. They're excited to get back and, and to play hockey and the thought that you are within 30 games reach of a Stanley Cup final and a Stanley Cup championship. That excites these guys. Uh, you know, I know the argument out there is, well, these guys even want to play. They're in summer mode. Uh, they do because they also know that a break's coming. That's important. If, if this, because earlier in the summer, they were talking about having this playoff format and then jumping right into the season. I don't think players would, would have liked that at all. So I think you would have seen a lot of players upset about that situation. But this is very different. You come back in August, you play for a month, month and a half if you're lucky, and then you have another month and a half, two months off. Uh, players are excited about uh, little things, spending, spending time with their families on Halloween. They've never done that. Having a Thanksgiving at their home, they have never done that. So they're excited about the prospect of that. So if they have to go in there, put their boots on, go to work here for a month, month and a half, like I said, in August and September, uh, there's a lot of good moving forward for these players. So, again, I think it's all moving forward from a player's perspective. Joey, we talk uh, a lot about hub cities, and the NHL is narrowing it down slowly but surely here. <laughs> what are you hearing out there on the street? Uh, that uh, I Obviously, I'm going with Vegas. I think Vegas has been the worst-kept secret ever. But who else are we talking about here? You know, uh, I actually saw a report uh, recently that said that Vancouver has been a little bit of a hiccup with Vancouver. I think some sort of health officials over there are saying that may not be a good idea. Pierre LeBron just reported on it, so uh, we'll see how official that is. So if Vancouver kind of gets a snub, uh, seems to be now from a Canadian standpoint, the league is looking heavily into Edmonton, as we know, and now more at Toronto, given the news of Vancouver. I think for a while there, I think you can make the argument for, from a safety standpoint. I'm, I'm talking safety standpoint. You have to look at Edmonton, and you have to look at Vancouver because those are the two probably safest cities. Uh, now, of course, this is a negotiation, and the players are going to have a, a say in this. And I don't think a lot of players, as you know, Riz, are going to want to go to Edmonton and spend the quarantine time, but that's just the way it's going to have to be. I mean, uh, but if you were to ask me, uh, Edmonton's got to be the city. I, I quarantined myself in Edmonton for the last 10 to 12 years, even on a nice day, uh, let alone a summer day. So uh, Edmonton seems to be a good one. They love that JW Marriott, brand-new facility. I don't know if you guys have been up there yet. It's connected to the rink. Uh, it's a perfect Joey. setup. Yeah, I know you did. Uh, it's a perfect setup. It's a perfect setup for a hub because it's connected to the rink. And listen, it's Edmonton. No offense to anyone listening out there from Edmonton, but it's, it's Edmonton. And um, so that's number one. Uh, I think Vegas has got a lot of, a lot of good traction. If, if it were me and if I had to put a, put a stamp on it right now officially, I would say Edmonton's a lock. I would almost argue that Vegas may not be there because of they're looking even more now at Toronto. And I think they want to keep this thing in Canada where they feel like it's a little bit safer and they're going to save a little bit more money. So right now for me, from what I understand and what I've learned, Edmonton, a lock. And I'm going to put Toronto as a close second with the Vegas right on its heels at third. Breaking news from Joey Vitale. Take it, boys. Take it. Joey, the way you were talking about Edmonton, it, it makes me wonder, what was your least favorite city to visit as a player? <laughs> I mean, uh, without bashing Edmonton much more, I would have to go with Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg oh, yeah. was a, uh, that's a, 
That's a tough town, boys. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I give a lot of credit to Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley for, for doing what they did to want to wanna win there and try to build something there and sign those long contracts there because uh, I know they probably have great suburbs where their family live, but from a sheer cold perspective, snow perspective, I just I don't know how you can get outside of, uh, outside of Winnipeg. I mean, Edmonton, the good thing is you got some good things around. You know, Calgary's nearby, uh, all those kind of fun lakes and mountains around that area. So you have... You're within a couple hours reach of something. Winnipeg, you were like, I mean, in the plains. There is nothing up there except <laughs> like 18 feet of snow constantly. Winnipeg, you know what, Joey? I didn't hate Winnipeg. I honestly oh. didn't because, you know, you go up there, you got a lot. There's just hockey fans, right? Like they're just everywhere. And so it was always fun to go to that city. The one that was always on my calendar that I was like, uh, was Buffalo. I just was yeah. like, you know what? It's always kind of gray. It reminded me of Gotham City. You roll in at like noon, it's still dark out, basically. And it's kind of a ghost town downtown. I know the suburbs are awesome, but we don't go to the suburbs when we're in town. We come in and we stay at the hotel. We go to the rink and it's kind of blah. So Buffalo is the worst U.S. city of the teams that you play against? For me, 100%. Yeah, I think Buffalo's up there, but see, to me, I'm you know, Jamie, I'm an American. I love the fact that I'm still in America, so I'll take <laughs> Buffalo over Winnipeg. Hey, I will say one thing about Winnipeg. I know I was bashing a little bit. Probably the nicest, the, yeah, the nicest people of any of any city I think are actually in Winnipeg. I mean, the friendliest neighbors coming up to you, strangers coming up to you. If you look lost, hey, can I help you with something? Um, can I buy your Tim Hortons? I mean. It's almost like you don't feel like you're in some sort of utopia world with how kind and generous the people are up in Winnipeg. So um, maybe maybe the weather and the, and the situation just humbles them where they figure like they have to be nice. I don't know. <laughs> Joey, we talk about these games and hub cities, and we're laughing about different cities right now. Uh, you're on the broadcast side. You're covering the games. What is the lens? What's that going to look like for you guys? How are you guys going to cover the games? And, and you know, what are you expecting? Well, right now, from what I've understood, uh, everything is still up in the air as far as who is going to be allowed upon these sites. So let's just say Edmonton, for example. Uh, there is a cap uh, per team about how much personnel each team is allowed to bring to that hub city, uh, whether it's 50 or 55. I'm not exactly sure that number, but it's around that area. So the same with Blues, for example. They can send uh, hypothetically 50 uh, staff, including players, uh, personnel, PR, coaches, GM, Doug Armstrong, 50. And that's the number. You're not allowed to go over that. So they got to whittle that number down. Now, I, I understand where I'm on the totem pole, so I don't expect to be maybe <laughs> up there with those top 50. Uh, unless there's some dr crazy scenario where they actually allow broadcasters and TV guys up there in a certain way and direction, or maybe later in the later rounds, that could happen. So I, I would imagine at this point, that uh, all broadcast, probably TV and radio side from every team uh, will be done probably from the club city uh, from afar. So probably live through the studio or maybe some TVs, different angles. Um, and again, this is all uh, developing. It's still in the process of happening. So we don't know exactly sure the details of it yet, but I'm certainly preparing to do both. Either, you know, go to the hub city and spend a month, month in quarantine away from my family. That's a possibility. You understand it. It's part of the job. You got to do what you got to do. Or we do it from here and we try to figure out how to make it work and how to do a great broadcast um, from here as well, whether that be a studio or some sort of live audience. You know, I was talking to Chris Kerber the other day about this. It'd be so cool if we could figure out a way to do it in some sort of live scenario where there's some fans at a bar behind us and you can kind of hear some noise and some energy because that could be kind of a cool thing as well. So, again, with everything still developing and not figuring out the hub cities yet, 
and the exact number per team, uh, we are just kind of throwing these spitballing these things out little by little. I'm just imagining Joey Vitale like up on a stage at Ballpark Village with a thousand people in the audience, and Joey just working the crowd. Oh, it'd be it'd be amazing. <laughs> it'd be absolutely ride the bull, ride the bull, boys. <laughs> Feeling the flow. Feel it, happy. Joey, we love you. We can't wait to hear you back on the radio, giving us the the glorious games that we are going to see once this thing gets going again. Thanks so much for the time today. You're the best, my man. Anytime, BK. That's why I'm the best. You said it yourself. Bye. <laughs> it's Joey Vitale joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I want to ask Jamie McLennan coming up here in about 15 minutes because Joey just broke a little bit of news here on the show. It sounds like it might not be Vegas. We've been kind of under the assumption all along, jo- uh, uh, Jamie, not Joey. Joey. I wish Joey was my, my partner instead. <laughs> so do I. We've been under the assumption all along that it was going to be Vegas. That would be one of the two hub cities at, at a minimum. And now maybe it won't be. So we'll ask Jamie McLennan about that coming up here in about 15 minutes. But coming up next... We'll dive into the junk drawer.